Ladies and gentlemen, ladies and gentlemen, ladies and gentlemen, ladies and gentlemen, this is a podcast for Home Field Advantage. I'm your host back again, Mike Lavelle, here with a podcast that I haven't had in a long time. It's been two to three months, haven't put out a podcast, um, and this podcast, this episode, is going to just tell you why, and uh, so I won't touch on too much sports, even though there's a whole lot going on. Since, since I've had my last podcast, Falcons lost, Eagles won everything, uh, Eagles fans tore up Philadelphia, uh, LeBron James is leaving Cleveland, just in case you ain't know that yet, but it's going to happen. But we'll talk about all that uh, on the next podcast. Um, this one, I am joined by, of course, another special guest who's been on this podcast before. She's the love of my life, my wife, Nicole. How you doing? I'm doing great. How are you? All right. So we're recording this a little late. So we're like both sleepy. So we're going to try to get through this. But um, I wanted to do this podcast just to uh, kind of tell people what, where I've been, um, what we've been going through as a family. Um, since the last podcast, um, I dealt with my aunt's uh, death. She passed away from cancer. That was rough. Uh, here's a, I, I might drop a few jewels in this uh, in this uh, episode, so just bear with me. But um, I guess one of the jewels is you know you got to see people before uh, they leave. You know, say 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 tell them how you feel before they pass away. Um, and then uh, while we were dealing with that, we also had another death in the family. Your father's mother. My grandmother, yeah. Yeah, your grandmother passed away. Um, uh, but thankfully, you was able to go up there and go to the funeral. But that's another one where it's like, man, I, I wish I could have, um, I would have hoped to, to have met her before. Yeah. You know. And uh, the biggest thing that our family has been going through is um, for the last three years? Five. Five years? Has it been five years? It's been five. So for the last five years, uh, if you know us, you know we've been married for going on eight years. And for the last five, we have been trying to have children. After a while, we were just like, okay, something's wrong because should have happened by now. Um, we go to the doctor, get checked out. You know, we're thinking everything's going to be okay. He's just going to tell us to do this, 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 and we we're going to be good. Uh, the doctor told us that, yes, we do have infertility issues. Um, and we've been in the middle of, what do you want to call it? A process? Yes. Yeah. We've been, we've been in the middle of this process that has, to be honest, has taken a, a toll on, uh, our family and just, just, uh, it, it takes, it, it's a, I don't know. Give me the words to say. I don't know what to say. 
I would have to say that it's one of those things where it's, it's you don't really know what to say. You don't know how to talk about it. And I feel like there's a lot of people who are definitely going through the same thing, but nobody says it out loud. So it's been one of those things where you almost feel like you're suffering in silence. Um, you're suffering by yourself. Um, but while we've been going through this, we definitely have had each other. But I feel like it took some time for us to get there. Yeah, because it's... um. I, I can only speak from a man's standpoint. Um, when you cannot get your wife pregnant, it is a blow to your ego. Everybody knows men have egos. Women have egos too, but you know we're known for our egos, and that's a, that's a huge blow. So dealing with the emotional ramifications of that that was kind of tough because I'm not an emotional guy, and uh, my no, wife is not. my wife is shaking her head no. <laughs> I think I've only cried in front of her like three, four times. That's it. I keep count. Was it four? It, I think it's only four. Yeah, it's been four. One of them was from a movie that we should not name. We could say I, I cried on fences. Yeah. It had a very powerful message in at the end. Fences was a tough movie to watch. Okay, so yeah, fences. I cried on fences in front of you. Um, I cried when a family member of mine got shot. Uh, I cried when my aunt passed away. Uh, oh no, that might be it. Is there any more? I think that's it. I think that um, this particular issue that we were talking about right now. Oh yeah, might have brought you some tears. Yeah, to me. this this did too. It's been a lot of ups and downs, and you know, there's good news, but then there's bad news, and yeah. when you get the bad news, it's just kind of hard to swallow. Yeah, it's like a huge blow um, when you get news that's not in your favor. Yeah. I will have to say, I don't know if anybody noticed, but he cried all those times. But he didn't say at his wedding. Just saying. I mean, I got choked up. I got choked up. I didn't cry. You know. So, I, so ladies. Just, I probably only cried 10 times in my life. Okay. Well, no, my, I just get a lot of whooping, so that's not true. In my adult life, I probably cried maybe eight times. Don't feel bad. Okay. Oh, we're gonna talk about not crying. Okay, we'll we'll get into that later. But um, so yeah, that's what we've been going through. We as a family have been dealing with infertility. We are still trying to have a child or children. Uh, we are still hopeful, um, but it's rough. So I had to take some time away from the podcast, even though the podcast gives me a lot of relief and a lot of energy. Um, and I, I definitely miss recording. But, uh, yeah, I had to I had to take some time to just deal with it and be there for you and be there for our family. Um, and then what I had to learn, I had to end up I had to I had to learn to take care of myself. Um, I wasn't taking good care of myself. And so I suffered from that. I suffered because of that. Um, but I will say, um, in going through this process, once you break your silence, you learn that it's a lot of people going through it. Right. That's absolutely right. It's something that I've opened up more to talk to people, um, my friends, my family. I think part of it was just speaking out because – I got the question for the a thousand time. Well, when are you two going to have some children? And I just want to yell out as if I'm not trying. 
but um, that's not the right response. So just being able to talk to people and letting them know, like, it's not as simple as some people, as it is for other people. Yeah. Um, I had a conversation with a lady today who I just, you know, was making a whole bunch of assumptions about her three children. She let me know that was my sixth pregnancy and I lost kids and I had trouble and it it was hard. And she literally said to me, you know, people think that getting pregnant is so easy, but it's not. And yeah. then I was able to kind of talk to her about how I was feeling about things. So it helped me feel more normal, especially with my feelings, how I sometimes feel when my good friends who I love and cherish tell me that they're pregnant. Deep down, I am ecstatic. Mm-hmm. But my outside, my face, how I respond doesn't sometimes reflect that. So. Yeah. Because that disappointment's always there. Yeah. Um, no matter how happy you are for others. Um, so, yeah, just, man, I'm going to tell you how much it's affected me. So, so I catch the train to work every day. Um, and when I catch the train, you know, I see a lot of parents and their children walking around. Like, if I see a child, like, not having their hand held or something, like, it triggers me now. Because I'm like how can you not hold your child's hand like children are precious? Uh, not that I didn't know that children were precious before that, but now it's just like I notice everything. Yeah. I notice when I'm on the train and a child jumps out of the seat and runs away from the mom and I freak out. Um, I notice when a kid has dirty shoes on and I'm like, I can provide better shoes. <laughs> so um, I don't know. Um, I will keep people kind of up to date on the process but um just know i will say this men don't deal with the whole people asking you when are you going to have children that's something that i realized it's kind of a woman thing we don't get asked that yeah i definitely think you know there are certain life stages that women feel like they're supposed to hit you know, mm. which is where the whole term, your biological clock, you know, it's just kind of going back to certain things where, oh, by this age, you should be doing this or you should have done that. So I think that's why I think that's why that question is asked more to women than there are to men. Yeah. Period. Yeah, I guess so. Um, that's that's I mean, I just I just. I guess coming from a man's standpoint, it's such a rude thing to ask. For me, I've learned there's two questions you need, people need to stop asking. Stop asking people when they're going to get married. You don't know what they're going through. And stop asking people when they're going to have children because you don't know what they're going through. I agree. And like you can trigger a whole lot of bad emotions just because you just want to know. Or And I think sometimes, sometimes people just don't really want to know. They just this is small talk for them right they just want to make conversation yeah yeah so look hey you see me out don't ask me hey when y'all have a children <laughs> uh have some compassion people yeah. um but that's it i just want to let people know what we've been going through uh it is a tough road um so if you want to send like money or <laughs> um you know well wishes card with money in it. Oh my god! Or uh, buy us something expensive, <laughs> or lease a vehicle. Like all those things can make us feel better. 
Right. Or, um, you know, you can just let us know how much you like this podcast episode and share your own story, which will be equally um, as important as you giving us money. I will have to say one other thing that we have definitely um, been talking about is adoption. Yeah. And that's something that I would like to put out there. We're definitely researching and learning more. We've um, reached out to a lawyer. So it's something that um, we're thinking heavily about. It's a lot of, you know, you, you just, it's, you kind of said this before, you kind of take for granted that people have children and they can just, you know, get pregnant. And, you know, when that doesn't happen, it's like so much other stuff has to go into the thinking, you know, mm-hmm. even adoption. Like, do you uh, foster? Do you adopt? Do you, you know, and I'm going to tell you all something. I don't know if y'all know this. Adopting a baby is expensive, buddy. Wow. Man, it's like they're trying to capitalize on infertility. Wow. But um, we'll let you know how that comes. I, 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 we're both still very hopeful. So, you know, hopefully soon. Hopefully I have me a boy. But at this point, I don't even care anymore. Okay, good to know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I ain't going to look funny if I have a girl, but I would like to have a boy. Okay. A little boy running around. Um, So, that, so that's it. That's where I've been. Um, so the podcast will start dropping every two weeks from here. Um, we're going, we're going to get back to it. Um, in the meantime, we're going to do like a little, while I have my wife here, let's do like a mini podcast here. Um, really quick rant. Cause you know, I always start my podcast with a rant, but I had to start with where I've been. Um, quick rant. Uh, I really need people to stay off social media when it's including things that is none of our business. Uh, such as recording yourself doing crimes. That's none of my business. Uh, recording yourself doing embarrassing things is really none of my business. And I'm really disturbed about the amount of men that dress up as women for laughs. I, that's really none of my business. I, I, I just think uh, social media has opened up this world of business that belongs to nobody. That's that's the best way I could describe it. What about freedom of speech? We always have freedom of speech. We didn't, we didn't, you know, we didn't grow up with social media. What about the fact that social media is a platform for people to express themselves that would not have normally been seen in mainstream TV or movies? That's true. But I need people to stop recording themselves doing crimes. I agree with that. Stop. Oh, my goodness. The need to record someone without their knowledge. That's got to stop. Like, I don't know, man. Social media is like, you know what I've learned? There's people on social media that would antagonize you on purpose. I used to argue with them. Now I've learned you may be arguing with a 14 year old. That just looks retarded or I shouldn't say retarded. Uh, That just looks crazy just does retarded is not politically correct at all <laughs> at all i might edit it out i might not who cares um so yeah i need people to stop that so me and nicole before this podcast we just started we looked at this video of this trend that is going on on social media 
where women propose to their mate, their man. Um, I can tell you about my viewpoints, but I have a, I have my wife here, and she's married, and she's going through the engagement process. Uh, is it okay for a woman to propose to a man? Well, I will probably get a lot of comments for saying this, but I'm going to have to go with a hard no, it is not okay. I feel like there were certain things that was set up um, that was meant to just be that way. Um, and, and I know women's rights, it's all cool. Women should be equal, that's all cool. But I feel like if you're going to go and date a man, you need to let a man be a man. You need to let him sleep mm. you off your feet. You need to let him show you how much he loves you. And I feel like when it comes to that point of getting down on one knee or if you have a bum leg, just leaning on the side of a you know, wall or whatever it is, when you get to that point of saying, I want to marry you, I want to spend the rest of my life with you, it needs to come from that man. I don't think there's anything wrong with a woman expressing how much she loves a man and oh yeah please please tell your man when you love him yeah all that stuff. i don't think it's anything wrong with that but i do think that you are changing a dynamic in your relationship by saying i'm gonna move things to my own timeline i want something to happen right now and i'm gonna get down on my knee and propose to you i feel like these women that are doing this they have a picture in their head of what they want their man is maybe maybe not moving fast enough for them and so they said well we love each other so i should just do it but the women yeah. i feel like who feel like they need to do that you and your man are probably in two different places in that relationship man let me okay so here's where i jump in first of all uh i would not advise any woman propose to a man if I have a daughter, I will tell her, you do not propose to a man. And one of the main reasons behind that is kind of like what you said, it's a dynamic. So for women, if you propose to a man, you're gambling with house money. What I mean by that is you're taking the action, but you're not dealing with any other risk. A man in general is going to be the head of a household. Mentally, physically, spiritually. Uh, I won't say money-wise because that, that doesn't matter anymore. But all those things, providing for the family and all that, that's his job. That's his role. So proposing to him, it's like, hey, let's get married, but you got to take all the responsibility. Uh, it don't quite work like that. So that's why I say a man has to be ready. And the only way to know that he's ready it's is when he proposes. That's it. That's the only way to know. It's the only way to know. Um, I think you always have an idea that the relationship is going in a good place and, and you could get to a point where you can be married. But that, for me, that's just not a woman's. I don't think a woman should do that. It's okay to shoot your shot to, like, date a man. If you want to approach him, that's fine. But I don't know. I just think you should leave the proposing to the man. Yeah. Well, even with those videos that um, we saw, the one video, the woman is down on one knee and I spent 
a good part of 45 seconds trying to figure out what was wrong with her because it didn't even look right her being down there she had on her stilettos i was just like oh she's gonna get her pants dirty like what's going on why is she down on the floor in a mall and usually during a proposal it is literally one of these ultimate moments in your life right you can see it in that person's face you can see how hard that other person has worked on the proposal and the guy that she was proposing to could not have been further away from her yeah because right, yeah. he was so embarrassed by the fact that he was dating a woman who felt like she needed to do it that that may be it but i think more than more than anything he knew I ain't gonna marry this girl, and now I gotta let her down in front of this mall full of people. Yeah, that was bad too. That's, I mean, no man wants. Let me tell you something. No man wants to see a woman cry. If you do, you're a sicko. Like that's well, seeing a woman that you care about cry. That no man wants to see that. So I'm pretty sure he was like, man, I don't want to do this. That's why he like he kind of said no and then walked away because he knew. It's going to be a blow up. And she did. She she broke down. Well, that's kind of the risk anyone is taking by proposing to somebody. You can get turned down. I feel like women and I and I want and I don't want to say anything that's too sexist against women. Don't we're be putting strong. no disclaimers out there. We're you tell the truth. We're strong. I just don't emotionally getting rejected by somebody who's proposed to you is something I feel like men could put on their tough game face, let it roll off of them. Maybe they might cry later. But a woman who, A, let's be real, women wait like their entire lives. Most women wait their entire lives to get married. And if you have mustered up the boldness to get down on one knee and propose to somebody and they reject you, I feel like that's going to be hard to come back from. Mentally, yeah, emotionally, and not to say that women are weaker or that we can't get past it. We're strong. Plenty of women to prove that. Yeah, but I just feel like we're built. We, of course, we are built very differently, men and women, and that is just one one type of rejection that I feel like women are not emotionally capable of handling. If I mean, if I sound sexist, I don't. This is the four home field advantage podcast. This is what happens. Um. A man is more than likely well equipped to be rejected. Right. Uh, we've been dealing with rejection our whole life. You know, that's what I mean. I mean, you know, you go after a girl, she says no, you got you gotta deal with it. Um, not to say all men can deal with it, but most of us are designed to do that. We're designed to deal with failure. I will say that when we got engaged. I think after I told you, I was like, if you said no, the relationship was over. Like that part I do know. You know, whoever says if there's ever a no in a proposal, the relationship's pretty done when you agree. I don't I don't know how you keep going after that. I feel like it just depends on your relationship. Maybe you have a relationship where the person was super premature and maybe their reasons for being premature and proposing to you were like, Oh, I felt like this was something that you wanted or you needed. And maybe that conversation has had, no, I, I didn't need this right now. I want it later. Let's table this. 
which that happens and i'm not just talking i'm not i'm being serious i'm not even talking about on tv or whatever it happens you're talking like a woman proposed to a band no 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 a man proposes to a woman the woman's not ready you when a man proposes to a woman he is ready unless he's doing some ultimatum or something if he is ready and the woman is not ready the relationship is over I'm just, I'm just putting that out there. Okay. Um. So so I mean, it's uh, going back to it, man. I'm with you. Like I don't I don't think women should propose to men. Uh, it's just sometimes it's like if tradition if tradition is a broken why why do you don't don't try to fix it don't try to change it. Uh, I feel like we live in a time where anything traditional has kind of gone out the window. Let's be real. So. I don't think it's far off for a woman to feel like we're in a place where anybody can propose to anybody. Okay. Um, I just think that if a woman decides to do this, she needs to be equipped to deal with the consequences to know that her man may not be okay with this, Mm -hmm. that her man could very well say no. And she might want to scout social media and maybe do a little poll to see how many women actually got a yes. (laughs) <laughs> it might be one <laughs> I mean yeah th- th- I, I know it happens I, I know there's been some good stories and some great stories I know somebody say well my mother did it and, okay and different time I'm saying right now with the social media age I wouldn't risk it I just wouldn't I just I, I wouldn't I wouldn't advise any woman like when a woman does that does does she not tell her friends or do the do the friends not care um, if you notice in those videos, the woman had support in both of those videos. Yeah, both why? of them. Um, they had the people. The second video, her friend was recording it, helping her get ready. Um, so, so it's retarded. just like anything with women. You always are gonna have that down friend. That friend is gonna tell you that what? everything is right, everything is okay. You could be doing things totally wrong, and that one friend is gonna be like. Oh, but it's okay. You're awesome. Okay, sure. men don't have that. I feel like to a certain extent, y'all have that a little no, bit. No, no, men. We when we have a down friend, when they see us getting ready to do something stupid, they come to us, and in the best, nicest way, they say, "Hey, you're being stupid." And no, you laughing. That's that's exactly. Hey, hey, stupid. Stop being stupid. Oh, okay. I'll snap out of it. That's that's a down friend. I I I would look sideways at any woman that would allow her friend to go sit there. I'm, well, I mean, you can't control nobody. Um, I would have to say, you know, it goes back to that birds of a feather flock together. Ooh, ooh. The woman who is proposing to her man is likely a woman who may have a little bit less confidence than other women. Ooh. ooh. And likely she is friends with other women who are like her, or maybe even friends with somebody who doesn't even have a man. Ooh-ooh. So that's where you get those friends who support actions like this. Oh boy, I ain't touching that one, but uh, I know there's agreed. probably gonna be some comments. I don't care, that's I true. I probably will have less female friends after this podcast. That's true. Thanks. That's true. Stop. I only have ten. <laughs> nah, man, it, it, that, that's that's truth right there. I'm sorry. 
Oh man, get you get you a circle that'll check you, man. You gotta get a circle that that be like to shake you and be like snap out of it. Sometimes I mean, there's a fine line between minding your business and showing that you care and stopping somebody from doing something crazy. Like, oh, but I'll say this before I move on from women proposing to men: Can y'all just let the man hunt? Let him be a hunter. That's what we do. Like my wife said, let a man be a man. Don't don't take away our hunting. Let us do those things. And around if he's ready, he's gonna show it to you. Especially if you're from the South. If you're from Georgia, when he sees something he won't, that's it. That's it. And he goes through all the traditions. Which I don't even know. Is this still a tradition to ask the father for the hands of marriage? You think people still do that? I think people should still do that. I appreciate it that you did that when you proposed to me. Yes, I did. So, before, to end this podcast, we're going to do a quick, quick story time. <laughs> so, about when I proposed to Nicole. Now, I was a traditionalist. I went to both the mother and the father. Sat down with them and told them my intentions. Um, and that I was going to do it. I did not have a ring at the time. I wanted to talk to them first because the family don't accept you. And, you know, that's something to consider on whether or not I want to keep going with the proposal. It sounds like if the family doesn't accept you, then you don't need to spend your money. That's, that's what it sounds like to uh, me. Yeah, it could be part of it. Yeah, okay. it could be part of it. Um, let me first say, to throw Nicole off the scent, because first of all, Nicole is nosy. My wife is the nosiest person ever. You can barely surprise her unless you like keep it CIA level, X-Men, Black Panther level, hide in Wakanda secret type secrets. Like, cause she's gonna figure it out. Cause she just nosy. Wakanda forever. <laughs> <laughs> um. So, so I to throw her off the scent, Every time I would see something suggesting towards marriage, like let's say we're watching a movie and she'd be like, oh, let's look at this movie. And the movie has a marriage scene. I'd be like, "You, I know why you wanted me to watch this. You're trying to pressure me into marrying. And the girls be like, no, 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 no. Which is really mean, by the way. <laughs> really mean. And like, uh, I think one time you had like a National Geographic magazine. No, I had Bride magazines. Was it Bride magazine? It was Bride. So to be fair, one of our friends was getting married, and she came over and said, "Oh, to pick up the Bride's magazines." I said, "I have all these magazines. I work for an advertising agency. I got free magazines all the time." And Mike happened to come over before she picked up the magazines and just made a whole scene about these bridal magazines that weren't even for me yeah i was like you're trying to pressure me and i think i took one magazine and i threw it across the room and to think i still said yes you said yes because i'm awesome like that <laughs> knock it off um so yeah so that's to throw her off the scent um later on i learned that i i might have went a little too close to the edge with those antics uh Cause I later learned that you were was going to uh, break up with me, cause you were just fed up. 
Yes. And you was like, he ain't going to never marry me. I think the breaking point was you telling me that you were just going to take the next couple years to figure out what you wanted to do. And you and your friend, Joe, <laughs> were going to get an apartment together. And um, you just... Well, just up, enjoying the single life and you know that i think that's exactly how you put it i didn't say single life you basically said that um so yeah so yeah i think the day i was gonna propose uh i think nicole might have almost had enough and then she wasn't going to come to the party i was throwing and uh i guess she was gonna break up with me that's exactly what was going to happen. I confided in my roommate at the time and I told her, I said, I, I'm done. He's not who I thought he was. Um, oh, I don't know where this relationship is going. It. And it wasn't even like I wanted to get married tomorrow. It's just you were so against it. <laughs> that I was like, okay, well, clearly we have two different goals, like two different paths that we want to go down which is cool let me just let me go let me move on to somebody else and so i you were having an event that night that i was supposed to be helping you with and i told her i said i don't want to go you go tell me how fun it was now uh if anybody knows me they know i'm a planner i'm a chess player in my head i think a million steps ahead i had already talked to the roommate and was like make sure she gets there now, had me and Nicole had an argument that day or the day before? No. But I was like, yeah, I just need to make sure she's there. And so your roommate was basically like, I want you to tell me that again at the end of the night. Yeah. But she, she held on. She held on to the secret. She did. And she just encouraged me to go to the um, party. And she said, you might feel stupid later. That was her. She almost blew it. But we do love her dearly. Yeah, you almost blew it. Nah. But um so what I did was I had this party for a friend that was coming back into town from going overseas. Um, but that party was gonna double as the night I was gonna propose. Now, one, um let's see, how did that night go? So throughout oh, I, I could tell you how it went. Okay, tell me. Okay, because normally when we get to this part of the story, Mike says, and I make up all this stuff that didn't happen. No, let's see. I'll I see. But I'll jump in. There was this party. To Mike's point, it was a welcome home party. So I am, to some, might say, a really good party planner. And Mike had put me in charge of a lot of things. But not, like, the important stuff. Like, oh, making sure you had cups, plates, utensils, and everything. Which I feel like, looking back, was just by design. You wanted me to stay busy. So we come to this party, and we invited all these people, and the tacos weren't finished cooking, and I had to jump in and Quesadilla. cook. Quesadillas. Oh, what were we making tacos? It was quesadillas. Too? Yeah, you're right. Quesadillas. I didn't know how to make tacos back then. It was quesadillas. They weren't done. I had to help. And then I noticed there were no plates, no forks, no knives. I literally had to leave to go pick up all this stuff. While I was gone stuff was happening no that's not true okay so while you were gone i waited for you to come back and when you came back i had written out this long beautiful note and what i was going to do is pass it to certain people at the party and they were to follow the instructions and not tell you anything so it was like the instructions was like 
today's gonna be a special day can you help me i need for you to go into my bedroom um look in my closet grab one rose and hand it to nicole and walk away don't say anything and hand me back the note so quietly a person would go do that hand me back the note go hand you a rose go sit back down and this happened 12 times that is not true see it was 12 roses no it was a dozen no it was six it was half a dozen roses six and the seventh roses because seven meant something that day oh yeah you're right i've had one yeah (laughs) it was six roses it was a lot though it's hard to cook and have people come up and give you roses and not say anything and walk away. They stick you, you know, they look all pretty when they're in the vase, but they have little thorns on the side. And then I was trying to figure out what was going on. And then I had like six roses and I'm, oh, okay. And I, I, I figured out, oh, Mike is trying to give me something. But in the back of my mind, all I can think about is I'm about to burn this quesadilla. So I wasn't thinking about. And so what'd you do with the roses? I'll never get that. I just sat them on the counter. And I was like, why'd she just throw the rose? Because I was cooking. You just like threw the roses off to the side. So, yeah. I politely sat them on the counter. You didn't think that was weird that people was just coming up? I thought it was very weird. But, you know, you have been shady for the past four or five days. So. Was I? Yes. Yeah. Oh, I don't want to get married. I'm moving in with Joe. It's all this stuff. So I just figured, oh, you finally came to your senses and you just wanted to apologize to me. For the way you've been behaving, because been behaving, wow. Because of Mike <laughs> caught himself throwing me off the scent. He threw me off so badly that him doing anything romantic or proposing was the furthest thought from my mind that night. That's fair to say, right? Like I had no idea. No, no, you didn't idea. have an idea. You didn't have an idea. Um, so. Uh, fast forward, I gave her six roses. Uh, the seventh flower was this bouquet called, I think they're called paradise lilies. Yes. Uh, it's like this real exotic looking flower. Um, not not a flower, but it was a whole plant. Like it was, it was huge. Uh, that was the seventh one. And the reason I chose seven was because seven, of course, in the Bible means completeness. Um, and I wanted to show you how much you completed me. Um, and then I had, I had engagement CDs. So I was playing like music, like the music changed to like really slow music. It did. There was definitely a change in the ambiance of the party. We went from kicking it, chilling, having a cool party to like this soft, you know love music playing in the background and i was trying to figure out who changed the music so i think i went to turn it off or to turn it i don't know i don't know if you did or not um but i had given you for the record i had given you fair warning that the song that i will propose to I played it for you over and over and over again. I was like, this is a song. If I ever proposed, this is what it's going to be. When you heard that song, she didn't think nothing of it. She was just like, okay. I got to get these quesadillas done. Okay, so let's let's back up. Let me give people some background about 
Nicole Laville and music. My husband loves music. Yes. And I love music. If I'm in a car, you turn on the radio, I hear a song, oh, I recognize the rhythm, I know the words, I'll sing it, I'll dance. My brain has not yet made those connections of who sings that song, what record was it played on, what CD was it on, what album, whatever it is. It hasn't made those connections. All I know is, oh, I like that tune. So my then boyfriend telling me, if I ever propose to you one day, it's going to be to this song. Like, I heard it, and then it immediately left my brain. So I made no connection that day that we were getting getting proposed. That's uh, great. Getting engaged. So the name of the song is, uh, I think it's For the Rest of My Life by Brian McKnight. So it's a very underrated song that a lot of people don't know about, but it's, it's Woo! It's a, it's, a, it's a great song. I might put the link in the description. Actually, it's but, a really good song. But I do that, and then I go and get Nicole out of the kitchen and bring her in front of everybody and just talk to her about how she completed me. And, you know, I had seven flowers here for her just to let you know how serious I was. And um, I think I had proposed seven days from the day that I had got baptized so just to let you know like the, I mean it was it was real to me and, and he had thought about it yeah I, I, I thought deep about it and I got on one knee and proposed and she said yay and then she ran away okay that's inaccurate first <laughs> of all I said yes but it took me a minute because I was in utter and complete shock i have a picture i wonder if i still got that picture of me probably covering up my mouth like is this happening i don't know but you was holding them flowers like so tight (laughs) because i was so first of all people that know me they know i'm a people person i'm not afraid to get up in front of anybody i present to people all the time when it comes to certain things i do like privacy so I can, with 100% honesty, say, if you had asked me, you know, in college, Nicole, do you think you would get proposed to in front of, like, your friends and family or people you know? Absolutely not. If you're going to do it, do it in front of strangers or do it in private. That's mm-hmm. what I would have said. Mm-hmm. So the whole scene, you know, with my family, friends, I was just like, no, this isn't happening. And then compound that with the fact that for the last like two months i'm serious you were like really not really. two months it wasn't two okay months. maybe it was like six weeks it was a long yeah, time it was like a week a it month a and a half. half okay for a very long time the boyfriend that i'm dating is saying marriage is the furthest thing from his mind why would i think you handing me flowers and yes getting on one knee and saying a speech was a proposal like i just was in shock like i just didn't even think any of it was happening and so oh wait side note side note hold that thought hold that thought side note the feat that i pulled off was so amazing because one i love my mother-in-law to death she likes to run her mouth she was she kept that secret she did she kept that secret from you your best friend who helped me pick out the ring kept that secret i don't know how that happened so shout out to y'all. Shout out to my mother-in-law. Shout out to uh, uh, your best friend. I'm truly appreciative of them because they kept the secret. All right, come, go ahead. They did. So listeners, when he got down on one knee, he said 
all those beautiful things to me. It was more like poetry. Yeah, I wrote it out. It was beautiful. I, I, didn't, I didn't read it off the paper either, though. I said yes. And I looked around and all these people and I'm just like, this is a super private moment. And I noticed people taking pictures and I'm like, oh, my God, they're going to post it on Facebook before because I didn't think my mom knew before my mom finds out. So I ran away. He's right. I did. Okay. Yeah. I, I said yes. And then I ran to cry. I did not cry in front of everybody. I ran. I was, to, I was, just, I was, I was slick upset at that. I wanted, okay. I wanted tears. He wanted tears for the cameras. I cried in private in his room. And after I was like, and I think she locked the door. Like I was trying to get in my <laughs> own room and she locked the door. She ended up with other people. I'm like, what no, is going was, on? It was like nobody. I mean, no, it was like two other people in there. And I'm like, this is my room. Well, I, I needed my privacy and I cried. And then I called my mom and dad and told them and of course my mom was like I already knew and I'm like really so nobody <laughs> can give me a heads up like I was so mad and then I called my best friend who was not there which was another like there was no way that this could be happening because I she wasn't was there. She, not there she wasn't there because her um, middle child was having open heart surgery yep, yep, that's right um, and that's right. it was scheduled that, that yep. day like they yep. were um her daughter was very young. She was a baby, and she had to have this very serious surgery, and they had yeah. to fly to another state. Yeah. And I think you and her had kind of talked about your plan and how the dates were very significant, and she got it. But because she wasn't there, well, we there tried was, to shift around the dates, yeah. but it, it we I couldn't hold off any longer because you left me. No, not only that, but your nosies. You probably would have sniffed out that diamond. Possibly. And it is a very, very beautiful diamond. He did a great job. And I, I, the proposal was very beautiful. And it was a total surprise, which I think outside of me, you know, crying in front of the cameras or whatever you wanted me to do, I think at the end of the day, you you were able to show me how much you love me, how much you are willing to put effort towards even like showing the world how much you love me, which was awesome. And I was in total shock, which I think is like the big thing. Mm -hmm. I did not expect it. No, you didn't. And it was, I mean, but going back to kind of what we were talking about earlier, it was in, inspect, uh, I, um, I knew that this could be a possibility because of how our relationship was going. Mm-hmm. But I did not suspect when it was going to happen, which I think was good. Yeah. Um, so I say all that to say, like, uh, a lot of people was like, man, that's one of the best proposals I've ever seen. And um, I would say, I don't know. Sometimes I think, like, the proposal is the man's job. Like, that's our vision. Y'all can have the wedding and all that other stuff. Like, uh -huh. men, men, let us. I mean, men are definitely going to look at you and be like, "What?" they're going to hint to it. What do you kind of want? Do you want this? Do you want that? Uh, you know, whatever you go. But a man, let a man have his vision for proposing. If you decide to say no because of the proposal, okay, cool. That's you. That means the relationship wasn't strong enough anyway. That's true. But if the relationship strong enough, I don't, it could be a corny proposal and a woman won't care. She might care later. But about the optics of it, but she she ain't gonna she ain't gonna care. 
Um, like Nicole didn't want to be proposed to in front of people. She got over that fast. I did. And she it had took no choice. Me running away and locking myself in a room for you to see that. But yes. And didn't cry in front of people. You didn't cry that night, as far as I know. Of. I cried. I just saw you with red eyes when I saw you. <laughs> okay. Um. So yeah, that's our story of how we got engaged. Uh. Yeah, man. And and here we are, eight years later. Yes, it yeah. will be eight years in May. So we've already passed the eight year mark of our proposal. It'll be eight years married in May. Yep. So here we are. So I just, you know, it was a quick story time. Uh, I told you guys what I've been going through. The podcast will be coming back full force every two weeks. If you know, I may put out one next week because there's been a lot of stuff going on, but we'll see. Um, Nicole, can you give out your social media? Also, hey, if you need some financial planning, give us a uh, uh, hit us up. Yes. Um, and you can hit me up on Instagram. You could DM me if you will like. Um, my Instagram is in Winslow seven five five one. I am a financial planner, and um, I can definitely help you and your family out um, with your your needs. And a lot of people um, don't think that that's a need, um, especially in their younger years of life, but. I could definitely um, help you set up your your goals so you can achieve the dreams that you have when you get a little bit older. So um, definitely hit me up or you can just go on Instagram to look at the very cute pictures of our puppy, Thor. Uh Yes, Yes. Thor. Thor is about nine months now. The joke is huge. Um, You can also message me if you would like to get a uh, absolutely free consultation with us. Uh, at the number four HF Advantage, you know you can find me there on Twitter and Instagram. For Home Fit Advantage Sports Talk and For Home Fit Advantage Sports Trash Talk on Facebook. Um, I'm back, people. Uh, I'm back. Um, thank you to all the people who checked on me. Who was like, "Where's the podcast at?" Y'all guys kept me going. I appreciate it. It's late at night. Me and my wife are gonna go to bed. Uh, hopefully, we won't argue about anything. Wait. So random. Hey man, no, it's not random because anytime we start reminiscing, you'd be like, you know what you did back then. <laughs> so I just, I, I think we talked about a really happy time back then in, in the engagement. So yes, and for the first time, we told our engagement story, and you didn't call me a liar. So that's true. That's true. Well, you didn't lie. So okay, fine. Usually, <laughs> you embellish. Okay. Well, next time I'm on your podcast, we'll have to go into that. Going to what? I think it's the whole truth I've been telling. You just don't remember. You know, first, what? first you know, of all, we, I we always go, tell the truth. We gotta go to bed. I'm, we gotta go to bed. Honestly, all right, all right. I see y'all next time. Peace.